Dialogue by Healing Networks, and I have um, someone here by the name of Maddie Collins. Matt, how are you? I'm very good, Florida. It's fantastic to be on the show. It's a little weird because I normally do the intros. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, I like this. It's a, it's a well, new it's a new thing. Role reversal. Mm. So, uh, why is this weird? Talk to me about what it is that you do. I know what it is that you do. Because I'm a control um, freak and I have to be in, in charge, Florida. You do? <laughs> <laughs> so, I can see why this is a little bit awkward for you. That's right. I, I've taken that hat off and now I'm the guest. Um, you are the guest. So, I can just relax. Why am I so uptight? Why am I stressed? Why am I anxious? I'll just relax. This is awesome. Um, so, no, I've got a I've got a radio show. I've got a, a radio a weekly radio show that goes out to lots of places, and a podcast that goes out to at the moment over thirty different countries. Yeah. That show is called Coffee Chats with Matt Collins, and um, yeah. today I've got the coffee, and I am still Matt Collins, but um, it's it's your chat, so I've, I'm very wary of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good, all good. So, Matt, how? So you are in radio, um, and as you, as you just mentioned, you do your own breakfast segment or your own breakfast show. Yes, yeah, it's not a breakfast show, so it goes out Sunday evenings. Oh, okay. Bit of a easy listening. See, I'm I'm a very um, I, I appeal to an older audience, Florida. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Am I boring? Do I speak very very maturely, perhaps? <laughs> no disrespect to our older older audience, obviously. Yeah, how, how does, what, can you explain that? Why is your target, is it, is it that your target market is an older audience? No, it's just when the program director said, you're going to have this hour. So I said, okay. Uh, okay, cool. But yeah, t- that's a good question. Though. So I sort of target, I would I would say, I, I just finished my MBA and I did my final. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And I did my final um, assignment on my my um, podcast and obviously one of the big things is knowing who your target market is and it was um, sort of 35 to 55 and that seems to um, from the the numbers that I get from the downloads that seems to be about right yeah wow and how how did this journey start for you Matt because I know that um, that hasn't probably been an easy one right that's right that's right now Florida Mm. I know when I do these chats and talk to people, I really try to get the pain and the, you know, the take them down the the, the really bad places of their life and their journey. So um, I'm very concerned you're going to take me down these roads. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold my hand at least, please. Oh, of course, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, so I... I, I, in a previous life, I owned some fitness centers and I had three fitness centers at one point and we're doing really well and we're making um, good money. We're able to pay all our, our team members and I had about 10 trainers at one point and things were going really good mm-hmm. and I sold the gyms and then I had a significant amount of money. Now, when you're not quite sure about what you want to do in life and you have a lot of money, it's yeah. not necessarily a good thing even though it sounds like it is yeah so I had moments when I sold the gym to one of my trainers yeah and 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 one of and a business partner of hers now I would the the the, the sale was done I signed the contract we with the, the money was done but I would still turn up there every morning yeah and I would just sit and look at the gym and you know because this is a gym that I'd started from nothing it was your baby. It was my baby, 100%. And, you know, I would just turn up there because I, the people were my life. Like my 30th birthday, there yeah. was, besides my, my immediate family, there was one person who was an actual friend away from the gym. Everyone else was a gym member. Yeah. So my life was the gym. So um, I sold the gym and then turning up again, um, the trainer eventually said, Matt, don't come here anymore. Oh, wow. And... That was like, and and they said it nicer than that, but that's how I heard it, right? Yeah. And that's when I that's when I realised I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. am I supposed to do with my life? Um, it's a and, part of your identity, I suppose, as well. Oh, a big part. And especially building a community, because that's exactly what you would have done. Because when you build a business, you build a community also. Well, and good good businesses, right? That. 
Yeah, yes, yes, good point. Yeah. And yeah. and we had done that. Thanks for saying that. That's exactly what we had done. So, um, I had to work out what to do. And this is the the lesson that I learned was I had significant amount of money, and I said I'll go into something that's going to make more money. Yeah. And what I've worked out from chatting to lots of people and lots of business owners and lots of successful business owners with mm. significant amount of wealth, it can't be about the dollar. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what it was for me. And long story short, I failed. Yeah. And I failed miserably. And I lost about $300,000 in the space of eight months or so. Yeah, wow. Yeah. What was that... Um Wow, yeah, wow. Um, it's, it's interesting hindsight, isn't it? It's a wonderful... Yeah, oh, look, and and, uh, and getting back to that, the point before was having lots of money and no, no vision is mm. dangerous. It's yeah. almost like when you're six years old and you have a dollar in your pocket and you have to spend that dollar, yeah. come hell or high water, you're not going home <laughs> with that yeah. dollar. It's burning a hole in your pocket. Well, I had three hundred thousand dollars burning a hole in my pocket and no no direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Look, it's great learning. Like I'm thirty eight now. I was maybe thirty three at the time, so it's about five mm. years ago. Um, yeah. And I'm, you know, slowly coming back now. But um, yeah, for a couple of years there, it was tough, and I was making bad life choices. I was, yeah. you know, I, I met the wrong girl. Um, I was not looking after my health i was drinking too much yeah and um just not good things like i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that when when one thing goes bad lots of things go bad right yeah do you think those poor so um just touching base on you mentioning about making poor choices Mm. do you think that was strongly linked to a result of you losing well not losing i mean you sold your businesses but losing everything that came with that Yes. On an emotional level. Yeah, I think you're right. I um because of that the when that trainer came to me and said, Look, Matt, you know, this is my gym now sort of thing. Um yeah. and she was you know, she was lovely about it. Sadly we had a falling out. Um I don't necessarily know how they ran the gym, but it didn't last too much longer after I sold it to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and the gym died. And I because I had no direction, I wanted to buy the gym back. Mm-hmm. And and I went to them and said, look, you know, things aren't going good for you. Can I? And, and we had a clause where I couldn't buy another. I couldn't start another gym within 50 kilometers or 100 kilometers or something like that. Um, but I went to them after that amount of amount of time and said, can I buy the gym? And I think how they took it was that was my plan all along. Let them fail and then buy it back. Kind of like what Kerry Packer did with Channel 9. He sold it to Alan Bond for a billion dollars. And yeah. then within, I think, two years, he bought it back for 200 million. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, in the, we're not talking in those sort of numbers, but I think they thought that's what happened. And to this day, they still won't talk to me. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, but the sad thing is that definitely wasn't the case. Like, as I'm telling you now, I had no yeah. idea what I wanted to do. Yeah, just circumstantial. Exactly. Just how everything unfolded. Um, yeah, and these things happen, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you end up getting the gym back? Sorry. No, I didn't. No. I. Um, what happened there? Because there was a little bit of a an extra fuel to the fire for the trainer. Um, I think I said, can I... Can I buy the contact details at the le- at very least? Because then yeah. I'll set up something and I can contact all all the trainers, uh, all the all the clients. Um, which you know, for anyone that hasn't run a business before, that's that's perfectly normal. You know, yeah. people buy databases all the time. Um, I I just think that that my trainer saw it as backstabbing and saw it as me just you know kicking them when they were down because they weren't doing well and people were leaving the gym hand over foot. Um, and again, I can't talk to why their business wasn't going great. I've, I've you know, got my own ideas, but only they would know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, yeah. So, just turning the page a little bit, I guess. I, I had no real direction. I was making really bad life choices, as I said, 
drinking the wrong the wrong girl I met up with it was uh, that that wasn't fun and I don't want to go into that today but um, yeah. then I started for whatever reason I can't tell you why but I started to go all right we've well, got nothing <laughs> so <laughs> there's probably nowhere else to go from here um, and it, it's worth saying it never like I've chatted to enough people where ha- having nothing means I've got no will to live. Yeah. And I've chatted to lots of people who have been at that point and have actually had the gun in their mouth or had the, mm. the, the rope around their neck. And I know you're not supposed to talk about method and things when we're talking about suicide, but, um, but, but I never got to that point. It's worth saying that. Yeah. I've got a 14-year-old son and, you know, even if I was $10 million in debt, I would still find a way for him to be proud of me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I, I said, all right, we've got nothing. Um, where do we go from here? Mm. And it's like, well, if you've got nothing and you can't lose, there's no way of losing, why not do the thing you really, really want to do? Mm. And I, as I said, I had no real direction. Um, I said, well, maybe it's time to get some because you're yeah. only early to mid-30s. You've got a whole life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's 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 work out something, um, yep. and that's how these chats started. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So when it, when you realised that it was time to, I suppose, take control. I don't know if control is the right word, mm. um, but grasp the sense of direction. How did you know that it was going to be this? How did you know it was going to be that that? evolved into what it is now which is um your radio show like yeah. where did, how did that journey start okay i remember i was outside the gym and th- this is also a period where i'd had four months um of being unemployed I-, I had had a job that i really enjoyed and um they they made the position redundant for whatever reason and mm. uh, and then i was for the next four months unemployed i had applied for over two thousand jobs Mm-hmm. and was unsuccessful every single time and and that got a bit of media exposure too i think that's pretty um mm. i guess relatable you know people people get that it's it's tough out there well i'd applied for over 2000 jobs each one unsuccessful so um i think that gave people hope i suppose and um and i said well i was outside the gym and i said you can keep doing this for another 2000 jobs yeah or you can actually you know, put a dent in this little thing called life and do something significant. Yeah. And I've had these ideas throughout my life where I go, yeah, this will be it. This will be amazing. And after about two weeks, I go, yeah, no, too hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure lots of people have been there. Um, yeah. And, and I've, I've, I got to a point where I was so upset that I would do that all the time. Mm. I would have these great ideas and I'm sure you've had them as well. Great ideas. Uh- and then you get to a point where I go, wow, this is overwhelming or this mm. is really hard or no one thinks I can do it or no one likes this idea or whatever reason and you, and you give up. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's, that's me anyway. So I said, I'm outside this gym. I knew I was having a tough time in life because I would drive to the gym to do a workout and just yeah. sit at the, at, outside the front door and go, you know what? I just have no motivation to go in there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure many people have been at that point, yeah, but it wasn't because of the gym work. It was just because my life was in, you know, this place of un, unclarity, uncertainty. uncertainty, exactly. Yeah. So I'm outside the gym and I said, whatever the next thing is, I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how many people think you can't do it. I don't care if it's only your mum that likes it. <laughs> you keep doing this thing until it's a success. Yeah. No matter what, every day you do something and, I, and I'm, I'm sick of quitting at stuff. Yeah. So it was a Facebook page and the page was called Solving the World's Problems One Coffee at a Time. <laughs> and I it was, it. yeah, and I, I really, I still to, to now I like that title, but just a little bit too long to say at a start of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I started doing that and every day I would write my thoughts 
and you know I'm a narcissist enough to think that anyone cares but um, <laughs> I would write my thoughts and the next day I write my thoughts and um, you know it was episode one episode two and it just grew and evolved and you know s- people started to interact mm. and you know comment and share and um, and it got out there a little tiny bit and then I said this is all good and well and I want to keep doing the writing side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I think I'm any good at writing, but I think it's just good to, well, like I said before, I've got to keep that consistency. Yeah. Um, and I was, and a girl had messaged me and said, I love your posts. I love, you know, how real and raw and honest they are. Um, you know, I want to chat to you. Yeah. And I, that's when I had the light bulb of, well, why don't I put that chat as one of the, as one of the episodes? Mm. Um, and you know that's where a few people have heard a little bit about my story is um, I had no money I had no house I was living with my mum's partner who's a lovely man and you know he's been so helpful to my family over the years and he said you can stay with me Um, but but I had nowhere to do this interview (laughs) So, so I had my laptop and I went to the local library now, obviously, you can't talk in the library. They, they look at you and frown. Yes. So I sat outside, outside yeah. the public toilets, um, close enough to access the Wi-Fi. Oh. And here I was sitting down next to the public toilets um, and conducted this interview. Oh. And, uh, and, and, and a really good interview. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. We had a great time. I'm sitting there talking to this lovely woman, drinking coffee, having a laugh, and I thought, this is the thing. You know how you get that thing in your gut? Mm-hmm. It, it's happened to me. This, that, that was the third time in my life where I went, this is what you need to do. Your intuition kicked in very strong. 100%. And, gave, and yeah, yeah. And, and surprise, surprise, it was nothing about money. I, could, I couldn't have cared if I made a dollar doing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. talk, talking to you tonight, uh, this today, is because yeah. it's enjoyable to me and I'm passionate about this and, yeah. you know, I know I'm talking way too much and I hate when guests do no. that. But <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. But it's you wonderful. get passionate, right? Yeah, yeah. It's really important. You've made so many um, valid points, especially about, you know, when you have the money in, in mind and that's your um, main driver, it's not enough. Mm. Because you do, then you do things for the incorrect reasons. Exactly, um, and I was doing that on a daily basis. Yeah, and it's really in your passion. Is if I speak from a spiritual perspective, um, you know, your passion is your inspiration, and your inspiration is a download from the universe, letting you know that that is your path. You are on the right track. Yeah, that, that's that's a really interesting conversation and one to have over a bottle of red wine. I think because yeah. because I struggle with things like the the you know quote unquote the universe and um, things like luck and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The way I see it is what I put out that the yeah. the, the amount of energy and effort I put out mm-hmm. that's normally what what comes back. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. I, I just think it's a it's a really interesting conversation. I think too many people think, um, oh, well, if, like the secret, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Well, if you sit on your ass and do nothing, sorry, but nothing's going to happen. <laughs> it's pretty no, simple. No, I agree. I agree. You know what? It's a fine line and a fine balance between um, those two concepts, those two perceptions. I or, think. or those people that say, oh, when I win lotto, I'll put a pool in my backyard. Yeah. Anyone no. that listens to this, this podcast, you will never... <laughs> win lotto this is not going to happen if you really want a pool in your backyard then put away a hundred bucks every week for the next two years and surprise surprise you'll have a pool in your backyard yeah you know i, I agree with you 100 percent, matt i do and i know that um we are scheduled to have uh, a role reversal you know in a, in a few weeks time um mm. i'm looking forward to repaying yeah. the favor yes <laughs> yes um but you know, just to, I suppose, um, support what it is that you're saying, as a psychic medium, I get asked all sorts of questions, as you could imagine. Mm. Um, and I'm very practical about about what I do in this work. Um, I'm not very airy-fairy about it, so to speak, as, as much as that type of work has that perception. Sure. Um, 
you know, out in the world. Um, but it's like one of those things. Sometimes I get asked, am I going to get a puppy for my birthday? <laughs> and I'm like, literally like, are we, like I'm being very respectful and mindful, of course. Yeah. But internally, I'm like, shit, are we really doing this? Mm. Like, because realistically, if you want a puppy for your birthday, you go out and you get one. Exactly. You know, like it is a fine line between, um, you know, attracting the things that it is that you want, but taking action and, like you said, getting off your bum and, and making things happen mm. too. And I think an industry like yours needs people like you. I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, but yes. it, 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 we need some common sense. Yes, you know, that there needs to be someone that balances out both sides. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, so then you did your first interview. Yeah, so I did the interview outside the public toilet and I just loved it. And it's funny because I took the photo. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't. Someone asked me, why'd you, take the, why'd you know to take the photo? Did you know it was going to turn into what it turned into? But I. I don't know why. I remember I had my old uni bag and my crappy old laptop was sitting on top of it. Yeah. Um, I had my coffee cup and someone had left their shopping trolley there, so it really added to this <laughs> you know, homeless kind of radio studio. Um, it, and and I took the photo. Yeah, I don't know why. And then, um, but I didn't care. I just knew this is the thing. Mm. And started talking to more people at that point it was just through the facebook page so you know they would show up as another episode and then i'm just trying to think how i first oh that's right so i start and and through the facebook and the and the youtube i started to chat to some really um interesting sure but also well-known people um i chatted to adro the guy that was the very first winner of biggest loser Mm-hmm. I chatted to um, I chatted to oh some of the AFL people will know this guy. His name's Joffa. He's the number one Collingwood Magpie supporter, um, and and lots of really interesting people that have had some, you know, really remarkable lives. So people that had three months to live because of terminal cancer, people that had lost their their partner through, you know, number of different. Um, sad experiences, um, lo- lots of different people. And then I thought, you're chatting to all these, these great people. Um, surely that might be valuable to a radio station. Mm. And um, I just started seriously seeing my now partner, and she's a school teacher, um, two and a half hours from where I live. So we decided that I would move out with her. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a radio station close by, and it's the very radio station I'm sitting in right now. Um, I sent an email to the program director and said, hey, you don't know me and I'm no one, but um, here's a five-minute um, video of some of the people I've chatted to in the last couple of months. Yeah. Well, he sent me an email the next day and said, um, I'd like to have a meeting with you. So uh, so we did, and really, really nice guy. Um, he gave me an application for a weekly show. He said, go and fill this out because I've got to take this to the board, um, but I really like what you're doing. We don't have something like this at the moment, um, and I think it would work. So, yeah, yeah so long story short, it did work, and um, I now have the weekly radio show, and because I now am able to utilise some um some decent equipment and and have you know good audio that's mm. for people to listen to um yeah it's it's then evolved into the podcast and and because podcasts are online um yeah. it's it's branched out to as i said at the start 30 different countries and um the us is probably our biggest audience now yeah wow it, it was australia for a little while but obviously us has 10 times the population therefore at some point it was going to take over and um, they it, love Aussies too. Exactly right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that our accents and everything. So that really doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. You know, Matt, there's one thing that um, I'd like to touch base on. You know, that at that point 
in time where you were applying for up to 2,000 or if not more jobs mm-hmm. and kept getting, <clears throat> you know, knocked back or things just not working out and, and et cetera, you know. Mm-hmm. From, a, from a, if I take it away from, I suppose, a practical sense, and look at it more from a you know spiritual perspective. There's very good reasons for why those they didn't work, why those positions etc didn't work out. You know, okay. it's almost like you know for every no, there's good reason because realistically you're just not meant to be there. It's just not meant to happen. And for everything that you're doing now, this is obviously where you're meant to be. Mm. You know, like we can get as as humans we get. So inundated and disappointed, and now and they're all, um, I suppose, reactions of our ego, right? Our ego kicks in because at that point in time, we want to do certain things and they don't work out, and we really um, take it to heart. And of course, we do because we're, you know, living, breathing, feeling human beings, you know, organisms on the planet. Um, but you know, it, it's, an, it's an amazing thing, and it's an amazing journey to, you know, to be able to even just observe that. As well, like every time you get knocked back, it's because realistically, spirit's saying to you, "There's something no, bigger." Again. That's not <clears throat> it. But keep trying. Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely hearing what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree 100%, but I'm always happy to have conversations like this. I, and the reason yeah. I don't agree 100% is because I've chatted to enough people who mm. have had really bad things. Uh, happen to them because of yeah. life choices. For example, yeah. drug addicts, um, mm-hmm. people in bikey gangs, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And and surely, I think to myself, surely this isn't supposed to happen. Mm. That's very interesting. And um, I can see why you would think like that, of course, of course. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, everything's just a matter of perspective. There's actually literally no right and wrong. Um, and, I, and I can see... Where when you're saying, um, surely this isn't supposed to happen, mm. but you know when when you look at and as you would um, have identified through talking deeply um, with people and and really getting into the cracks of people's lives through those most difficult times, people find their greatest re- you know epiphanies or revelations or lessons, and that's so valuable. Mm. So unfortunately, it does come through. When we say unfortunately, it depends on your perception, right? But, you know, like, it's almost like people, we need to be pushed. Yeah. Sometimes to such a degree until we get it, you know, because we don't learn or we don't grow and evolve and do anything miraculous when we're wrapped in cotton wool. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, using even with my story, when I had lots and lots of money in the bank... I was yeah. I was doing anything but growing. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But right? that but that's a mindset too. Like if my goals and visions were bigger, yeah. that that money that I had would have seemed insignificant. But as it turned out, it seemed overwhelming because I didn't have my goals. And if you believe in having goals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. yeah, um, definitely. And and visions weren't that there there weren't any. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't have been able to come to you unless until you got to a point where you had nothing. Because mm. when you have everything, you don't really want, you don't really strive for much more because there's no reason to. It's almost like a spoilt thing, perhaps. Yeah. Like you've got everything, so exactly. you don't really have to work hard for anything. Yeah, exactly. And we take things for granted. We're mm. just, it's just a human thing, you know, when we have everything and everything comes easy to us. Well, it's interesting um, you say that about, um, you know, when when life challenges come and, and what you grow from that. Like I know, let's use a celebrity example, someone like Michael J. Fox, who some of the older, older listeners will know who that is. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he got Parkinson's disease. And, yeah. and in his book, he says, you know, he'd had this, this lifetime of um, acting and, 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 and very well known in the acting world in all the Back to the Future movies and, and whatever else. Yeah. But then in his book, he says it wasn't till he got Parkinson's disease that, mm-hmm. he, that his life really started. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it, it, 100%. You know, it's like how many people that end up um, with some sort of um, long-term or life-threatening um, terminal, you know, physical illness. Mm. 
that it's not until people, um, majority of people get to that point, do they value their health. Sure. You know, until you know that it's no longer um, there with you or attainable or when it's been damaged or taken away. And, and maybe that's a process too. I'm just thinking yeah. of a lady I chatted to two nights ago. Um, she had a rare condition where she had a group of nerves wrapped around her spine and she was pregnant. And as the baby grew inside her, that pushed against those nerves and oh. and she she became paralyzed from her legs oh. down. Now, if she'd never had the baby, she yeah. would never have had any issues. Yeah. So here she was and I asked her this question. I said, you, you gave birth to your little baby girl. I'm just trying to think of a name. I think it was River, I think. Um, so here she is with this little baby girl and at the very same time, She's lost the use of her legs for the rest of her life. Um, yeah. Imagine the emotions, you yeah. know, this little bundle of joy as well as you're never going to work, walk again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and I asked her about what, what we're talking about now, which is, you know, has this been new opportunities for you? And I think River wasn't quite one year of age, so it was mm -hmm. still very fresh and she struggled to answer that. Yeah. I don't think she quite saw the opportunities yet. I, yeah. I really hope for her sake, um, Samantha, her name was, I really hope for Samantha that she does see those opportunities because, yeah, um, yeah what, what, a, what a raw deal she's been dealt. Oh, 100%, 100%. But like you said, and, and when you use that word opportunity, you know, in every disadvantaged situation there is a gift. Of course. Um, but it's really just up to, uh, up to us as individuals to to um, accept or you know search to seek for what that is, and yeah, um, exactly. And I think embracing that shitty time, right? Yeah. Um, like I use it using my example. I for a little for a little bit of time was really embarrassed that my very first chat was outside the public toilets. Yeah. Um, but as my success grew and as the show got bigger. I kind of went, you know what, this is actually really cool. Yeah. It's really cool that it started outside a, a public toilet block. And when I embraced that, um, I, was at, I, I got more exposure and more people knew about the show because I then made that part of the story. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah, and it, that's, I suppose, um, going back to what that, that point that I was making, you know, at that time in place, you know, as humans, our ego kicks in, and which is okay, which is a completely natural way of being, you know, as being human. But at that point in time, we don't see the value because it hasn't presented itself. The bigger picture, we're not seeing the bigger picture. Mm. And, and you know, then you've got to go through that journey. And then, like, for yourself, then you get to a point where that's that, what you've decided to do there, which is, which is your work now, um, has become a success. Only then in hindsight have you been able to look back and go, oh, my God, that was such a valuable point in time. So, so the lesson from what you're saying and what I'm hearing is em embrace those, those tough times and yep. be, be proud of them straight away yep. so that you can see those opportunities and, and almost create the opportunities too. Like I, I think it's important to, mm. to be powerful about your actions yeah. and not wait for them. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, we – yeah – I mean, yeah, like, like like we were talking about before with the lotto situation, you know, there's a fine line between um, manifesting the things that you want or, or throwing it out there, um, you know, and, and actually getting up and doing something about it. Do you think it's a fine line? I think it's a very thick, bold, <laughs> very wide <laughs> line. <laughs> I, I think way too many people think, um, you know, I'll just wait for it to happen to me. Very, very few say, I'm not going to win Lotto. Why, you know, why don't I just do this myself? Why don't I just go and create it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose, you know, we could, we could dissect the guts out of that on so many different levels. Let's do that, think, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, um, you, look, I've never read The Secret because um, I know that you mentioned that earlier. Mm. I know that all the only thing I know about it is that it is a book that's been written by, you know, XYZ, whoever out there in the universe um, that talks about this is a method to the art of manifestation. The little bits 
and pieces that I have heard through the grapevine of it, I don't agree with. Um, I think there's a lot more to it than just saying, oh, I'm going to get a thought or I'm going to feel something and then wait for it to, to come to me. Um, but I think it is imperative to also be mindful of, of that you have a hunger for something. Mm. You know, like just to, um, to sit back and go, oh, it's just going to come to me. Um, I suppose that line is having faith, knowing that everything will turn out okay. Um, you don't necessarily need to know how, but knowing that you'll always be supported. When you have that mindset, you will start seeing opportunity. But you have to be open. You can't just sit there and go, oh, everything's going to happen and just sit there and then um, mm. expect that things are going to happen without having that uh, perception um, or having peripheral vision to be able to identify opportunity when it comes. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm making sense. No, that. I like what you're saying. I, I would say, you mentioned hunger. I would say... And I hate talks. Let, let me just say. Let me just say this first. I, I hate talks where it becomes a a how to or a you know this is this is what you should do with your life and these are the bullet points. Um, yeah. I, I that's why I like my show because I just get to talk to someone and hear exactly what what they've done and it was not always roses. In fact, a lot of the time it wasn't, and people yeah. seem to relate to that more. So so rather than saying here's the bullet points of what you should do. Um, mm. I think it's best to just say it's going to be really, really tough. Yeah. And there's going to be times in your life and people have already experienced things. They don't need me to say or you to say, you know, things are going to be tough because mm. people get that, right? But yeah. but, uh, but you mentioned the hunger. I think it has to be a long-term hunger. Yeah. Because yeah. I was doing that so many times throughout at the time I was early 30s. I'd go, yeah, yeah I'm hung I'm hungry for this thing. And two months later, you go, now I'm hungry for that thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like a pin, and my life was a pinball, you know, and I'll be bouncing from one thing to the next. Yeah. And it got to a point where I said, all right, no more of this fake hunger. It's just now what I do. Yeah. And every day, I'm going to add an episode to this thing called, you know, this coffee chats thing. Yeah. And, And through that, through that consistency, through that, persistence and through that just you know no more motivation no more Mm. waiting for emotions till i do some action just do the action Mm. regardless of the um emotions behind it at 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 5 a.m some days i don't want to get up i'm sure you don't want to get up (laughs) i'm sure lots of listeners don't want to get up but you just have to sometimes yeah you know and then you'll feel better once it's done i always think that I feel crappy now, but once I've done this thing, mm-hmm. I'll feel like, okay, well done. That's another tick in the box. Yeah. But there's going to be millions of ticks in the box before you get to where you want to go. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, no, and, and it's, you know, you mentioned a good point about um, that immediate hunger. I, I find that that's more um, a desire for instant gratification. Mm. You know, like, Yes, 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 I want this thing and then I have it and then it's like, no, nah, I don't want it. Or this is not right. Or this doesn't satisfy me any longer. But instant gratification, I, I agree with you 100%. Instant gratification means the finish line is there, it's done. Yeah. So therefore, there's no vision. Yeah. It's just, okay, well, the next five minutes I'll eat a Mars bar, I'll be happy. There's the finish line. <laughs> or for the next two years, I can go to the gym every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. the the finish line is so much further away, which mm-hmm. I know that, you know, you've got to have patience and, and everything else, but um, you've got to have that long-term finish line. Yeah. Not the yeah. finish line in five seconds. Mm. And, and find, I, I'm so glad I remembered this point, find motivation in the hard work. Don't find motivation in the results. Yes. Because... With some of my podcasts, especially in the early days, there would be two listeners, me and my mum. Mm-hmm. That would be it. And I said that to my mum once and she said, I don't listen to your show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Mandy. laughs> she, she does these days. Once I had people like Father Bob McGuire and I've had uh, you know, certain people and mum goes, oh, I really like that one. Um, you know, it's all about 
tailoring it to your target market, I guess. It wasn't appealing to my mum, so she didn't listen, and, and why, why should she? Yeah. Um, but but it, you can't be motivated by results because some days, weeks, months, years, the results are going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah. And if you're driven by results, exactly, then that's not going to be, that's actually going to be a bit of a roadblock for you too. Most people are driven by results. I, look, I remember the fitness days. People would jump on the scales and be so demotivated if the scales were bad. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't matter. And I would often literally get people, I say, pick up those scales right now, open the gym door and throw them outside. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't do that. I said, just do it because we need to like... We need to literally get rid of these scales from your mindset. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just putting you off. Yeah. Stop worrying about results on a regular yeah. basis. Get motivated by the hard work. Stop being yeah. motivated by results. Yeah. Do you know, this is so interesting. It's just come to me now. Maybe about six to eight months ago, I did a reading for um, a personal trainer who was considering um, branching out and buying their own gym. Um, and it, it was interesting because I learned a lot from this reading as well, which I do every time. Mm. And her uncle in spirit came through and talked about three Ps, which is something that I live, live by now. And he talked about the three Ps, you know, passion, um, process, um, oh, and product. And if when you live with your passion and purpose, you then enjoy the process, which will naturally allow you to get to the end result which is the product but if you start with a product in mind which is your end result it will not work out mm. because you need to be making those decisions with passion and purpose yes do I want to own a gym why is because I want to be successful well success comes from um, passion and purpose if that's not your passion and purpose what is like what is that is that to help people motivate people create a community um, then yes they're the right reasons but if you're doing it just for the dollar at the end of the day it's not going to work it out. won't work and I'm, I'm testament to that that's for sure but it's uh yeah. like i just as i said i finished my mba recently <clears throat> and um and i was just bombarded for for years with theories and frameworks and all of these things and you know the three p's are that and and the 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 the, 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 the seven p's and i can't even remember what they are but all i got from this this MBA that cost me $40,000 mm. was you just have to keep turning up. Yeah. In, in business, in life, in any sort of success, you just have to keep turning up. Yeah. There's nothing else you need to know. Cost me 40 grand, cost me, you know, so much more from a business failures and, and all these years of my life, I went to many, many seminars with many, many well-known people, Tony Robbins and you name it. Um, and that's, that's it, Florida. I just have to keep turning up. I was, the, I was the dumbest person in my uni course and I, I graduated when many others didn't because I just kept turning up. Yeah. See, Matt, when you say I was the dumbest person, you know, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I don't believe that is because, like, I suppose, you know, and, and congratulations for doing your MBA, but at the same time, you know, I'm a big believer. I'm not um, a heavy academic myself. Um, I would consider myself more... Neither am I. If you saw my marks, you'd know. <laughs> you'd know. <laughs> when I say I'm the dumbest in the room, like my partner says this all the time, you always put yourself down. And... In, in a way, like I, I obviously know that I have some degree of intelligence, but it's not maybe like yourself. It's not academic intelligence. Yeah, it's um, not. It's, it's, it's I think yeah. so. I think that's yeah. what it is. And, yeah. um, you know, but it's also, it's also a justification that I was lazy. Yeah. I could have worked a lot harder, but I'm like, no, I'm keeping it real. You know, I'm just life smart. That's bullshit. I just didn't put in the work. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, you know, my, my point was, like, I did enough to stay there and I just kept turning up. You know, Woody Allen says 99% of success is just turning up and that's, that's what I did and that's what I've done with this show. I've done some terrible, terrible interviews. Um, not this one, obviously, but a lot of terrible interviews and a lot of people would go, you know what, I'm crap at this, I'm going to quit. 
Um, but you don't. You just have to keep turning up the next time and the next time and, um, you know, you just ride that wave. Yeah. Just want to touch base. Um, in hindsight, would you have gone back and done your MBA again? Oh, good question. No. Yeah, I thought that was the answer. Do you want the long answer or is that enough? No, give me, you can give me the short answer, long answer, whatever you feel. I, again, you know, justifying my lack of hard work and all my lecturers mm-hmm. would say, yeah, I'm glad you said that because you didn't put any work in. Um, but, it, but, but the subjects I did enjoy, I got high distinctions in. Surprise, yep. surprise. The subjects where you had to present to the group, I got high distinctions in. Um, the subjects where it was formulas and theories and... Um, you know, reference this and, and, and reference that, I struggled in. And um, Do you think out of that whole journey of doing your MBA, sorry to cut you off if yeah. I had. No, you're right. Um, for whatever the major, whatever major impacts it had on you, and when I say impacts like revolutionised or helped to evolve, was it worth doing the MBA or would you have just gotten that from life itself? Those epiphanies or learnings just from doing life and being open and perceptive okay. and applying I, that. I understand the question. Got it. Yeah. Um, I've, I went to enough courses and remember, I've had a lifetime of starting stuff and then quitting for whatever reason. Yeah. And this... I don't want to keep saying $40,000 course even though it was, um, but, but this MBA was the thing where I said, Matt, you, you can't quit this. Mm-hmm. It's cost too much. And and I'd like I first signed up at university twenty one years ago and yeah. and this is the first time I've actually finished. Mm. So, you know, I, I guess it all sort of evolved into the last couple of years where I've said stop quitting stuff and that might be why I'm I finished it. But um but this was a thing where I said you you, you can't pull out of this. You know, and it was almost like sticking it to the smart kids. Mm. You know, I call them kids, even though I'm 38 and I was one of the youngest in the group. But um, I, I kind of thought, well, I'm going to do this because I want to. I, I know I've got the re- real life smarts, mm. and to have this piece of paper to also back me up, I think is going to be a good thing. Yeah. Now, was it valuable from? having a couple of letters next to my name no it wasn't yeah not at all was it valuable through the connections that i've made yes it it was i did it face to face for that very reason i could have done the course online like uh, other people that i know um but i did it face to face because i wanted to build those relationships and those connections which i have um do I think people should come out of school at 17 and go to university? No, please don't. Unless you want to be a doctor or uh, one of those things where we need those skills to skilled yeah. people out there, then please do because we need you guys. Um, but if you're just going to uni because all your mates are going to uni, don't go to uni. Go to China, go to Turkey, go to Bangladesh, go to a new state in Australia. Go somewhere and get that sort of experience, get that knowledge. Yeah. You know, don't I, drink too much, don't have too much sex, but go and enjoy stuff. And yeah. then um, and then when you're 25, go to uni. Yeah. And you'll be the smartest person there because you've seen a bit of the world. Yeah, yeah. Because emotional intelligence plays a big part in, in how we deal with life. Exactly, and that's not an age thing either. I've met some 50 and 60-year-olds that have zero emotional intelligence. 100%. Yeah, and then I've come across 15-year-olds. That are smarter that than you and I put together, right? High emotional intelligence <laughs> come from, yeah, it could be. Exactly. That's come from, um, you know, their journey and the diversity of life that they've had to deal with too. So, you know, like it, it comes back down to, you know, uh, life experience. Um, when we've had minimal, um, you know, ups and downs or life experiences, seeing things from different perspectives and, and, and experiencing diversity and variety, um, that helps mould you, you know, okay. like having that and seeing that and embracing life for what it is in the world for what it is adds value, um, you know. So, yeah, uh, 
And, and that adds to emotional intelligence. You know, mm. you, can, you can get someone, I think, you know, that who studied every bloody certificate in the world. And and, know, and and well done to them, by the way. I don't think it's yeah, oh, I don't think it's healthy to put those people down. I think that's no. important. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's that's not where I was coming from. Mm. Sorry if it come across that way, um, but I'm just using that as an example. You know, um, you could have someone that is high academic, um, which is yeah, like like we just said, is not a negative thing. But if that's not backed with a balance of life experience. Then you know every uh, you know where's the endurance? Where does the endurance come from to push through sure. certain times and situations? That's not necessarily found in a classroom or discovered in a classroom because you can you can understand the theory and concept of something, but you can only really I feel anyways. It doesn't mean that I'm right, but you truly grasp something once you've experienced it. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, I said to someone yesterday, you know, if my son left school at whatever, he's 14 now, so if he left school tomorrow and said, I'm going to travel the world, I said, high five, dude. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And yeah. no disrespect to schools. My my partner's a school teacher. She yeah. does amazing things. She's very, very passionate teacher. She's there yeah. more, way more than she needs to. Um, yeah. But... There's other ways to learn about stuff. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. Yes, and I'm not knocking the education system either. I, I, you know, play a part in the vocational education mm. um, in in RCOs and and deliver you know theory and practical training um, to people and um, in in a certain industry too. So I, you know, I, I feel that everything requires balance too. Agreed. You know, there needs to be a balance of of um, that academic sense or that um, intellect. And plus, you know, emotional intelligence and life experience too. I'm, I'm with you. So awesome. Thank you, Matt, for sharing your um, story with us on Uncommon Dialogue and, and having some healthy exchange um, and challenging uh, topics there too, which I really like. So, um, Florida, I've enjoyed every second of this conversation. I really look forward to doing it again, this time when I'm in charge and uh, <laughs> I can repay the favour. But uh, we, we've, we've definitely talked about some really interesting topics and I think a lot of the things uh, that we've talked about are, are good, healthy conversations and debates because it's, you know, it's very, um, the themes are very, you could go left or right, but I think it is important that they're talked about, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm awesome. glad that we've been able to do that. So thank you, Matt. Good on you, Florida. Chat again soon. For sure. Bye. Bye-bye.